0: From deep inside your audio device of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, this uh, this particular program is being recorded so far in advance of when you're hearing it that I'm still in London. By the time you hear this, I'll be in Chicago. No, I don't understand it either. But this, I understand, this is your brain of the war on drugs. A Philippine court has convicted three police officers for the murder of a 17-year-old boy. They were sentenced each to up to 40 years in prison. I guess they could swap with each other. I'll take your 40. In the first such conviction, in a wave of killings prompted by President Duterte's war on drugs, encouraged by (laughs) our very own President Trump, nearly 5,000 people are thought to have been killed by the police. Well, that's what the police do, and oh, and many more by unofficial militias. Since Duterte swore during his presidential campaign in 2016 that he would hunt down drug sellers and users, and dump all of you in Manila, Manila Tom, Manila Bay. Yeah, thank you for that help, and fatten all the fish there. "Unquote," Duterte. Until now, the rapid killing has taken place in an atmosphere of impunity. That's what the uh, U.S. State Department used to explain why there was uh, corruption in Afghanistan. There was a, an atmosphere of impunity, unlike what the U.S. banks enjoyed in the, um, during the run-up to the 2008 thing. Duterte insisted he would pardon any officers found guilty of murder while carrying out his crackdown. Now his vow will be tested. The use of unnecessary force or wanton violence is not justified when the fulfillment of their duty as law enforcers can be affected otherwise, said the judge in the case. He said a shoot-first-and-think-later attitude could never be justified. What about a think-never? The dead boy at the center of the case, Kian Lloyd De Los Santos, had been incorrectly identified by an informant as a drug pusher, according to prosecutors. Forget what the defense says. Witnesses had described seeing De Los Santos being led away by the officers last, uh, August of last year and shot at close range.
1: So they made sure they didn't miss. The
0: body found slumped near a pigsty some hundred, years away, <laughs> some hundred yards away. They didn't miss the opportunity for um, poignancy. You might call it that. A neighborhood video camera caught the police officers pulling the subdued boy along minutes before he was found dead, which in fact, contradicted statements by the police officers. What do you think they said happened? That's right. They said the boy had pulled a gun and set off a shootout that led to the death. Forensic evidence showed he had been shot while in a fetal position. You know, the famous fetal position shootout? A large crowd of journalists were barred from entering the packed courthouse. The judge declared the three officers would serve their sentences without possibility of parole. But, hey, there's that pardon thing off in the distance there. You're, this this is your brain on the war on drugs. But this is also time for the year in rebuke. And we look back in rancor at 2018. What a fabulous year it's been for nobody. Um, and, and the year started so, so promisingly with the release of Michael Wolf's tell-all book on the early days of the Trump, uh, the late days of the Trump camp <laughs> campaign and the early days of the, <laughs> the Trump presidency a book called fire and fury, a quote from, uh, something Trump said he would do to North Korea if they didn't behave and look at them behave according to this week's, uh, reports that they're continuing with their nuclear plans, programs, and such. But anyway, yes, the year began with the release of Michael Wolfe's book and the reaction at the White House. 2018, the year in rebuke. This week, for the first time, triumphant return to the swamp is sabotaged by the one thing the businessman turned president hates most a book and now the team's job like always is to figure out what to do hope yes sir you've been my most trusted advisor since uh how long Hmm. since you decided i looked like a trusted advisor that's cute I used to like cute. Now look, you know I don't deal in hyperbole, but this week's task is maybe the most important ever. I know that, sir. I'm here to do whatever you need. Hey, listen, you had that thing with Corey. That right there is the likes of which nobody has ever seen. Thank you. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I like Corey. He's terrific. But if it were me, I'd I'd rather find a plate of cold french fries in bed next to me. (laughs) Yes, sir. Of course I do anyway. So look, hope... The book. It's a horrible book. Some people I talk to at night say I shouldn't let it bother me, that I'm only helping in sales by denouncing it. I've
1: heard that too, Mr. Trump. But on the other hand,
0: helping sales is part of your brand. It's true. It's very true. Whatever I do, it helps sales, right? Absolutely. Okay. So here's the deal, believe me. The task of this week Nobody else knows about this, right? Of course. I've seen on TV all the terrible things they say about me in the book. Mm-hmm. Sheer task, and I mean, not this week, but like before dinner time, is to go through that piece of crap and find the good things they say about me.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I mean, there must be some, right? It's a long book. Somebody must have said something nice. It does stand to reason. Maybe a few somebodies, you know. He couldn't make it all up. He had to throw in some nice stuff to make it look believable, right? You'd want to think so. Okay. Find the nice stuff in the book. Come in, no matter what time. Read it to me. Can you do that? General Kelly? General Schmetterl.
1: Don't worry about General Kelly. This is bigger than General Kelly.
0: I'm a little worried. I'm, I'm halfway through the book. So far, nothing nice. Yes, sir. Whose payroll you on? Uncle Sam's? No, sir. Yours.
1: So, I'm the person who gets to judge how good a job you're doing?
0: That's the way it works. Or not doing? Well, I don't know exactly. You
1: told me the Russian thing would be
0: over by the time of my New Year's Eve party in Mar-a-Lago. It was my best. We had decorations made around the theme of 2018, the year without Muller. Melania designed them. I can't really- You know how much they cost? They were woven out of the finest gold leaf. Sorry, something gold. I'm an attorney, sir, not a psychic. I can't predict the future with one 100... Forget the future. Let's get down to predicting this week's task. All right, sir. The book. Where's it being sold? Bookstores, I think, would be a good place to start, but I think we already have plenty of copies if you... I don't want to read the damn book. What are you, nuts? Am I paying you to be nuts? No, sir. I'm too smart to do that, right? That's right, sir. Bookstores. Didn't the Nixon guy want to firebomb a fire library or something one time? The, the Brookings Institution. But they have books in institutions, right? Yes, sir, but, but we're not going down that road. Here's the road we're going down, Mr. Lawyer.
1: We announced that because of all the anger about the book, there's an uh, incredible terrorist threat against bookstores. And for the safety of the public, they all have to close.
0: Can you handle that? Well, I'd have to liaise with the new DHS secretary. She do that on your own time. Just make sure the word gets
1: out. Nobody'll go near a bookstore until like never,
0: so well, obviously uh Sarah has to be looped in. You loop her in. The idea disgusts me. It's one of those tasks where I think I can do better by not completing it, but I can't tell him that. Or for that matter, you. Rupert, so, you think I'm a moron? (laughs) Correction, I thought you were a moron. Long ago, before I knew what a complicated achiever you really are. Great, okay, so I'm a genius, we agree. So why the hell didn't you tell me this wolf was a rat? Why didn't you ask me? What? It's not enough that I'm in the top of my class at one of the business schools in their country that's right no need to interrupt and that I make billions almost billions but now I have to ask you to tell me if a guy Steve wants to allow to walk around the White House like he's my brother-in-law or something whether I should trust him look Donald I hate to tell you this but I I have my own problems I'm selling my bloody crown jewels to bloody Disney just to keep my two lovely sons from eviscerating one another Rupert you're talking about the past you know me I'm all about the future. Just like when I bought the Plaza Hotel. I ever tell you about that? Donald, you're fading the beast. Stop reacting to this book. The best refutation of the it. The what now? The best way of proving it's a pack of lies is to roll up your slaves and get down to business and let the liberals rattle on about the book until they run out of petrol. Petrol. He's one of the Russians, right? Hey. Look, Rupert, let me tell you this. Your task this week is to put Fox News on all-out defense of my presidency. Full assault or attack or whatever the hell the generals call it. Well, we can't be too obvious. A little late for that, believe me. I- Just hit him back ten times as hard. Kind of, like, essential to the success of our team. Can you do it? How oh, we can do it. Mm. Question is, will the dogs eat the dog food? You know what? Let the Whispering guy figure that out. New team, new tasks, same mission. We're going to make geniuses great again. Now, the world is his boardroom. The presidentis All this week, virtual reality was never so virtual. Hi, this is The Entrepod, the podcast. For wannabe entrepreneurs and people who want to be one, it's brought to you by our friends at Quiffle.com, publishers of the brand new ebook, Entrepreneurship for Dummies. But spoiler alert, (laughs) it's not really for dummies. The guys at Quiffle know that. I'm Adam Buckholtz. Today I'm welcoming, we're back in my parents' living room, I'm welcoming the spark plug behind a whole new engine in the sharing economy. Charity Antrobus is founder and CEO of Buttes, and the first thing she's going to share is some conversations with me. Char- Charity, welcome to the pod. Hey, Adam, it, it looks more like a living room, but thanks. <laughs> the pod is the show. Mm. <laughs> so look, your your company is called B-E-A-U-T-Z, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that has something to do with beauty, like... You just replace the Y with a Z, kind of? You crushed that brain teaser, dude. (laughs) But yeah, the cosmetics industry has a lot of players, but a few big ones. So they've got pricing power and the power of advertising. And so you pay top dollar and then some for highly rated beauty products. And our mission is to smash all that. And by by smash, you don't mean crush. (laughs) We mean disrupt with extreme prejudice. (laughs) Steve Bannon isn't one of your investors, is he? No, we haven't been actively seeking funding from people with no money. <laughs> I just got to say this is the kind of balls out attitude listeners can learn at Quiffle's entrepreneur Bro- entrepreneur entrepreneur boot camp. I got it from being the youngest of nine kids. Oh, that, that works too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, back to Butte, <laughs> What's the concept behind the idea? So, you've got this business, almost a cosmetics cartel, mm-hmm. shoving a lot of product out to uh, consumers. A lot of women use a product once or twice, and they get tired of it, or they decide the color isn't quite what they were expecting, Uh or the fragrance, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or Uh, or it's just what I I think my dad calls fickle. Yeah, I got to meet him one day. Anyway, uh, what does this tell you? That you like older men? It tells you that there's a huge inventory of unused cosmetics sitting in the medicine cabinets and vanity tables of the world's women. We've got three choices as a species. Mm -hmm. Either it sits there or it gets thrown out and contributes to the destruction of the planet. No, we don't want that. Or it gets shared. So Buttes is all about sharing used cosmetics? Seldom used. Absolutely right. But but you're not a cosmetics company, I bet. Nope. We're purely a platform play. Mm. We leave the actual development of beauty products to the cam geeks. So... Uh, Like a a woman would, or increasingly a younger man. Oh, got it, got it. I borrow my mom's eyeliner sometimes. Mm -hmm. So a person fires up your app, it says, I'm looking for blusher or lipstick or whatever. And there's like this incredible rush of women or younger men to their stash of stuff coming back saying, oh, I've got half a jar of that, or I've used this stick exactly once. And, and, and since you're not charging what they call in the TV ads department store prices. Two questions. Mm-hmm. What's a department store and what's TV? <laughs> Good burn. So how does pricing work? We've developed a protocol known as the speed haggle. Mm. One minute to bargain the price. If it doesn't happen in what we call the haggle bubble, Fire moves on. Wow. Slick. Mm -hmm. Has this been rolled out yet? Proof of concept is happening in three medium-sized cities. We're not naming them for competitive reasons. Amazing. You found cities without names? Oh, I see what you meant there. Mm -hmm. So the last question on my tablet is, what about the health questions regarding using other people's personal stuff? Does Buttes do any sanitizing or anything? Adam, if we got into something like that, We'd have what our lawyer calls mad liability issues. Mm. We're simply a technology platform matching buyers and sellers. And and, and so buyer beware? And seller too. We uh-huh. don't take sides. <laughs> we just bring people together for a more beautiful world. Well, who could be against that? I guess somebody starting up a platform called Bud Uglies. Right. We done? Uh, Just about. Charity Antrobus, one of the special women crushing the virtual glass ceiling of the Entrepreneur's Man Cave. Thanks so much for sharing with me. Thanks, Inside Tip. We're having a weekend sale on almost never-used men's tanning gels. Totally stoked. And I want to tell our listeners that we're trying extra hard to have as a guest on our next edition of the Entrepod, 18-year-old college dropout Bart Shady who's in the midst of trying to sell his fake catcher algorithm to Facebook. Until then, I'm Adam Buckholt saying peace out from my parents' house. 2018 was the year of an awful lot of news of the warm. And here's more. Soft listen to the warm. To the, war. the proportion of the global population vulnerable to health-related, sorry, to heat-related death and disease is growing as a result of climate change's effects on the growing populations of older people, people living in cities, and people with non-communicable diseases. That's according to the report this year of the Lancet's countdown on health and climate change. The Lancet is a British Medical Journal, the rising vulnerability to the heat-related risks of climate change, you've heard about those, is mirrored by increased exposure to higher temperatures. Despite a mean global temperature increase of 0.3 degrees centigrade between 1986 and 2017, the average temperature increase people were exposed to was more than double this, 0.8 degrees centigrade. With the pace of climate change outweighing the urgency of the response, that's one way of putting it. The report provides cause for concern. However, the authors also note promising trends in key areas for health, including the including the phase-out of coal, the de- the war on coal, really, the deployment of healthier, cleaner modes of transportation, and health system adaptation. The leader of the study says, Despite delays, some sectors are embarking on a low-carbon transition which is a promising sign. It's clear that the nature and scale of the response to climate change will be the determining factor in shaping the health of nations for centuries to come. you got that on you? Centuries? Yeah, me too. Latest research conducted by the Alfred Wegener Institute, Center for Polar and Marine Research. Experts at that place. That the chances of survival for the offspring of important fish species will dramatically worsen if the 1.5 degree target of the Paris Climate achieve, uh, Agreement is not achieved. Under conditions of further warming and acidification of the ocean, Atlantic cod and its Arctic relative, polar cod, you say hello, you two, would be forced to look for new habitats in the far north. You know, like north of the pole. Their populations could dwindle. If so, this could be disastrous, as the polar cod is the most important food source for Arctic seals and seabirds. Like, who are the Canadians going to bangle on the head if not the uh, sea? In addition, fishers could lose the world's most productive areas for catching Atlantic cod, located to the north of Norway. Nor a Norway. However, the results of the study also show that a stringent climate policy, (laughs) yeah, could prevent the worst consequences for animals and humans. Some types of fish prefer extremely cool water and can only spawn in cold water. The Atlantic cod, a favorite food fish, is one of them. Even better adapted to the cold, no surprise, the polar cod. It overwinters in the Arctic in large swarms below the sea ice. It's cozy down there. The polar cod spawns at water temperatures between 0 and 1.5 degrees Celsius. That's 32 and 34 degrees Fahrenheit. Because the fertilized eggs and the embryos can best develop at this temperature. Atlantic cod spawns at temperatures ex- slightly warmer but still extremely cold. The researchers are convinced this dependency on cold water could prove fateful for both species as a result of climate change, especially the waters of the North Atlantic and Arctic will warm considerably unless human beings find a way to massively reduce emissions of the greenhouse gas, carbon and monoxide. In addition, there's the problem of acidification. The more carbon dioxide finds its way into the atmosphere, the more carbon dioxide would get into the water. And uh, that bonds with water to form the delicious thing known as carbonic acid, which acidifies the ocean as it decays. Double stressing the cods in the future. Maybe we need some cod volume. A new study from Stanford University suggests that the kind of hot, dry conditions that can shrink crop yields, destabilize food prices, and lay the groundwork for devastating wildfires are increasingly striking multiple regions simultaneously as a result of warming climate. According to researchers, climate change has doubled the odds that a region will suffer a year that is both warm and dry compared to the average for that place, during the middle of the 20th century, so, so becoming more likely that dry and severely warm conditions will hit key agricultural regions in the same year. That might make it harder for surpluses in one location to make up for low yields in another. Global efforts to tackle climate change are way off track, says the UN. <laughs> are they the last to uh, discover this, or just the last to mention it? It details the first rise in CO2 emissions in four years. Well, that's why the Emissions Gap Report says that economic growth is responsible for the rise in 2017, while national efforts to cut carbon have faltered. You may remember the carbon emissions decreased thanks to the big, big old Great Recession. Yes, I know what that suggests, and it may be coming. To meet the goals of the Paris Climate Pact, the study says it's crucial that global emissions peak by 2020. The analysis says this is now not likely even by 2030. That the report came out days before the uh, current climate conference in Poland opened. Washington State University researchers found that one-fourth of the carbon held by soil is bound to minerals as far as six feet below the surface. That opens a new possibility for dealing with the element carbon as it continues to warm the earth's atmosphere most of that carbon is concentrated deep beneath the world's wet forests they won't sequester as much global as much as global temperatures continue to rise a um, associate professor of environmental chemis- chemistry at washington state drew on new data from soils around the world to describe how water dissolves organic carbon and takes it deep into the soil where it's physically and chemically bound to minerals this pathway is retaining about 600 billion metric tons of carbon. Those are gigatons to you and me. That's more than twice the carbon added to the atmosphere since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. But the scientists still need to find a way to take advantage of this finding and move some of the atmosphere's extra carbon underground. The lead scientist says the soils can easily retain more. The new understanding of the pathway is a major breakthrough in our understanding of how carbon goes underground And stays there. A researcher whose work appears in the journal Nature Climate Change says, We know less about the soils on Earth than we do about the surface of Mars. I blame Elon Musk, of course. And indigenous communities have used muskrat fur, up, up Canada way, to make clothing for generations. The animal's meat is considered a seasonal delicacy. I don't know about the tail. Not much you can do with that. It turns out decades of trapping are not the prime factor responsible for the animals' decline across North America. Did you know the muskrat was declining? Not reclining. Forty-five years of satellite imagery so show the Peace athabasca Delta has been drying since the 1970s, significantly reducing muskrat habitat. Not muskrat love. Stanford University researchers published their findings in environmental research letters. The uh, the ecological impacts are not limited to muskrat. (laughs) That seems like a truism. They extend far beyond that, says the uh, lead author. These results suggest that maybe the widespread continental scale decline in in this animal is actually be driven by a large-scale loss in wetland and aquatic habitat. Muskrats serve as a convenient indicator for habitat loss because they construct easily counted houses for shelter. They rely on vegetation for food and to build their dwellings in lakes, small ponds, streams, rivers, and wetlands. And within the delta, they reside in the areas that are most susceptible to drying out. Well, nobody said muskrats were smart. The idea that the delta has been drying is not new, but nobody had directly mapped the loss and had never before been clearly linked to the long-term decline in muskrat. And muskrat love. News of the warm and copyrighted feature of this podcast. 2018, the year in rebuke. And once again this year, we were in receipt of at least one tape from Nixon in heaven. Uh, uh, I I came as soon as I called him, but it took you so long. It's not as though there's a... Traffic up here. So no, no, I was, I was just. Or busted, uh, stoplights. No, no, no. I, I, uh, you know, there were a few things I had to handle over at uh, Cloud One. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, oh. you see, that's the thing. Yeah. They never told us it, would, uh, it was going to be uh, this much damn bureaucracy up here. <laughs> well, didn't it? well hmm? to be to be fair, they didn't tell us much. I mean that. Uh, it that, that, that turned out to be true, right suppose. No, I know, I know, you know all the Bible stuff, of mm-hmm. mm-hmm. course, for which I still have the greatest respect. Sure. Well, yeah. anyway, all cleared up. You can uh, continue to contact folks down below, but uh, uh, just not to engage in any uh, so-called dirty tricks. Uh-huh. Well, I, uh, you know, I don't want to wallow in this. No, thing, but uh, no. you know what the no. hell, business is of theirs. What? Well, it is their place. Yeah, I mean. I presume at the other place there's a even stranger set of, uh, well, of car sets, yeah. but uh, that's what you'd expect down there. Yes. And you know, it's kind of a cross between the IRS and the DMV that goes on throughout eternity. Yep. yep. I just didn't... Uh, well, it's it's all resolved, mm-hmm. so... Well, as you know, I mean, uh, you sit up here. Sure. Not that much to do. Or Especially after the thing. Yeah. Yep. Especially now. And you just start stewing on things, you see. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I have my needlepoint that tends to oh, occupy... Oh, don't your... remind me. I worry about you a lot. <laughs> Fine, sir. No? Oh, Better than no, I can since... No, I'm worried about you getting soft up This place can do that to you. Well... Just to take an example. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Hoover lately? No, I no. I ran into him more recently than I can disclose. Mm-hmm. And uh, this object of Dr. King came up, you see. And, of course, I, I asked him if he had any more of his Martin Luther King tapes sure, and so sure, forth. And the sure, man just played me a tape of the I Have a Dream speech. Well, that's... No.
1: It's off, damn it. <laughs> they got to the Hoover. That's what they do, to you see. Hmm. They get you up here. And then they try to turn you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just their way. And, of course, yeah. you know, they're entitled to Sure. Here. Sure. Now, this Trump fellow... Well, Hanging in there, it seems. No, I know, but. Seems uh, to, uh. Hmm? Seems to make a lot of his own trouble with his, uh. Twittering with the tweets, I mean. Well, I mean, if you're as good mm-hmm. and tough and steady with the press. Sure. See? Mm-hmm. Then, of course, the press conference is the way to do. It oh, yeah. Because, uh. Of course, all the networks are there. Well, the networks seem, seem to have lost a lot of their relevance, though. If No, I know, but. Uh, the figures year to year are. Oh, of course. Oh. As they should be. Mm-hmm. But the point I make is this: he's got all these fine plans. I mean, you know, yeah, of course, yeah. You fire the prosecutor, anybody who comes in afterwards is going to know what's what. No. They're not going to be so heedless about presidential propriety.
1: Not going to go out
0: pontificating to the Washington Post about this rule of law stuff. No, 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 no. no, no, no. But uh, then the damn prosecutor doesn't get fired. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Sure. And there's a pattern here where he has some good, tough ideas, you know. Get rid of the EPA. Well, of course, (laughs) you signed it into law when you... No, I know, but uh, it was just supposed to be some little rump agency churning out papers nobody read. Well, there uh, were some teeth in the original law. All right. Let's say there were. Hmm. My point is is the EPA is still there. So what's the Trump fellow's problem? I mean, has he gone soft, too? Well, I think he was always a little... Uh, see, the... see, he talks a good game. Mm-hmm. So what is it, the staff? Are they just sabotaging the man at every turn? Well, sabotage is probably an overly strong character. say if I didn't know better, mm-hmm. I'd say the staff is hearing him order these things and going around and behind his back and pulling the plug on the whole deal. But, you know, I've never heard of anything like that. And... Uh, previous administrations. Well, I mean, have you? Mm, I think comes to mind at the moment, no. I mean, see, President... No, I, I, I know what you mean. You're, issues of direct order. Yeah, right. It issues a direct order. Mm. And his underlings, maybe even his chief underling, you know, this general fellow. Sure. Disregard or undo it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's not how we... Well, I think it's possible that this is just an amateurish kind of staff which doesn't uh, take very good notes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I mean, I, I know I ordered uh, firebombing or two, and mm-hmm. I didn't check on them officially, so maybe they did happen. Of course, I was more occupied with achieving peace in the world, that sort of thing. Well, every order you gave was carried out in the uh, most appropriate way. Well, and here's the peculiar part of all this. And, of course, luck and so forth is a factor. Nobody sure. knows who's going to die, when, and so forth. Sure. But instead of getting some of our operations people, your people, the people who could get a fireballing done, mm-hmm. who could get a psychiatrist's office ransacked, mm-hmm. who could get wiretaps on a whole damn bunch of them. Sure. Now, the only one of our people Mr. Trump has in his circle is,
1: <laughs> of all people, Henry, huh? Oh. I mean,
0: he's still alive, of course. That's well, I know, uh, but uh, Henry doesn't he, want to get tough on China. Oh, I know, but uh, I mean, uh, China's his damn meal. ticket, for Christ's sake. Sure, sure. See, this this Trump fella has a knack for choosing the kind of people who double-cross you right out of the gate. It's kind of a gre I'll tell you something, Alderman. Yeah. Kissinger's one tough old son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. Kevin, no. Yeah. No what is that is to say. When mm-hmm. we're all gone, by which I mean gone as a species from the earth. Mm-hmm. And the cockroaches are running the place. Which could No, be. I'm saying when that happens. Okay. When that happens mm-hmm. Henry will be advising the cockroaches. Well, I think he's probably reaching his shelf life problem there. Hmm. Maybe so. So, Alderman Yes. I know you're rummaging around in uh, all of your papers for some kind of posthumous memoir. (laughs) Well, there have been some very persuasive nibbles from— No, I'm sure there have. Mm -hmm. Have you ever come across any reports documenting those uh, fire bombings that I ordered actually taking place? If I find any of that Mm stuff, admittedly the filing system is not up to snuff. And and second, if— If they get the printer on this cloud fixed, you'll have it on your... Printer. I don't have a desk here. Just... Well,
1: I'll get it over to you.
0: Okay. This is Le Show nominally, observing the year in rebuke, 2018. But as I told you a couple of weeks ago, since this is the 35th anniversary of this... Thing um, We're going to intersperse during the year in rebuke some material from previous years. Like um, when Dan Rather was still anchoring the CBS Evening News and his adventures at the uh, building known as Black Rock in Manhattan were being chronicled here in a series known as Bad Days. At BlackRock. The Le show at thirty-five. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's pretty close. I really do. Huh.
0: Oh. Pretty close. Tony, huh? huh. so I, don't, I don't mean to be critical, please, but. Uh... It's pretty close, as good as it's going to get. Well.
1: I really think we're about there, Mr. Rather.
0: Here's a picture of you from five years ago.
1: (laughs) You look like a baby. Mm
0: -hmm. And (laughs) take a look in the hand mirror. (sighs) Hmm.
1: Not bad. Yeah, that's within peeing distance of the barn. Excuse me? Um, it's pretty hard to tell the difference between
0: this and... I uh, uh, don't touch it yet. But it's set. After it sets, can I touch it? You can. I wouldn't. Hmm. What about Peter? He has to comb it every night.
1: I was just going to call him to come back and look at it. No, he can touch it.
0: Peter? So, Sonia, what are you doing?
1: Peter, can you come take a look at this? I don't think we want to let the entire New York newsroom know what we're doing in here, Sonia. Let's just let this be between you and me and... I'm, I'm sorry. Mr. Tish.
0: Mr. Tish? Mm-hmm. He's the one who thought I should have my hair rethought. Oh. Uh, and Peter...
1: Do you know Peter's extension?
0: I personally don't know. There's the uh, department phone book. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: hmm. Is there too much red in it? I mean, I'm going to call my hair as being
0: brown. Hill Country August brown. Here we go. Okay, Graham It's not red, really. What you're seeing is a highlight of the brown. Hmm. Peter? Sonia, could you come to Mr. Rather's office to look at it? Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I know you've seen the office. No, to look at, the, the you know, the job. Okay, thanks. I don't know, looks kind of reddish, or red-like. You know, the, Daniel, it, did we have a lunch thing? Or... Hey, has Connie Chung been hanging out in here? No, sure, Harry. Oh, yeah. well, smells like somebody on a loose, uh, ton of hairspray or something in here. Uh, Brother, the reason, I'm yeah. going to have to take a brain check on that lunch. Uh, i got to braid right my wraparounds for 48 hours at the tattoo parlor. <laughs> That's okay, Daniel. Brother Hewitt's called at Think Meeting for 1.30. So... Trouble at 60 minutes? He doesn't think we're doing enough Diane-type stories this year. Hey, hey did one of your light bulbs burn out or something? No, oh, sir. Well, uh, why, are you having trouble reading the hate mail on my desk? Oh, no. No, I get my own things. No, it's just that, uh, I don't know, something in here looks darker. you see? Well, I, I came as fast as I... Oh, excuse me, Mr. Reasoner. That's okay, Pete. I was just leaving. Well, hey, what do you think? Can you wait a second? See. see you, Brother Reesner. Bye, Daniel. Sal? so, hello, Mr. Rather.
1: Well, hello, Pete. Sonia says it isn't too red, but...
0: Oh, hush, let Peter see for himself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't see that much red. Well, it looks pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, sir.
0: Pretty good. Uh, but it, it, now, it's pretty good what we're aiming for here. You know, when, when Ed Murrow was here, the standard for CBS News wasn't pretty good. It was the best. That's what got us our reputation. That's why when I was a green behind the ears reporter in Dallas, Texas, long before I knew anything about anything except a hell of a lot about Texas State House politics, this was the place I wanted to come to. Yes. Because it was the best. So if we're doing a die job here, then why don't we make sure it's the best die job we can do? Oh. I, I just don't think anything else is gonna help us get back to number one. Now I'm sorry to Get on my horse here,
1: folks, please, but... No,
0: I, I think it's damn good, Mr. Rather, really. Really, sir. And you, you, you know I wouldn't say that unless I believed it. I wouldn't want to comb it every night if I didn't think it was damn good. Mm-hmm. Fell?
1: So, I think we throw the pup in the pond and see if he can swim. <laughs> Come on, let's get down to the set,
0: uh... Got a two-way with Bill Plant at the top of the broadcast. Call me later, Peter. Okay, Sonia, thank you. Just give her a minute. To... Oh, hell. Who cares what people think? Come on. Notice anything else different about me, Pete? <laughs> it's hard to see while you're walking so fast. But, uh... Um... Uh... Yeah. Ten pounds lighter? (laughs) Sixteen. This puppy was a very good boy over the holidays. Wow, that's great. Thank you, sir. You don't think it's just red in a strange place right up in the middle there? Uh, I really don't.
1: Okay. Let me just make sure the two way is working and
0: then uh, come touch me up on the set, okay? Uh I'll go get my stuff. Great. Uh, Good afternoon, gentlemen. We have uh, Bill Plant on the line.
1: Hello, Dan.
0: Oh, Brother Plant. I can see you on the big screen.
1: And I've seen you, Dan.
0: Bill, you've been looking so much younger these past few months. (laughs) You've been playing a lot of indoor racquetball down there? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, good. You probably heard those rumors about me getting some work done. No, sir, I really haven't. Are you okay with the setup, gentlemen? Still adjusting levels, sir. All right, thank you, please. Just racquetball, Daniel, Uh because, uh, well, sir, as you know, it's uh, just an economic necessity these days to look your best. Absolutely. All right, Brother Plant, I'm going to ask you about the State Department reaction to the Gorbachev-Lithuanian trip. Mm -hmm. If you want, uh, we can also talk about the background that Baker had today. Mm. Possibly. But it it could be uh, inside baseball stuff. Hmm. All right, sounds good. Talk to you on the air, Bill. Okay, Daniel. Oh, and Dan. Yes, sir? The dye
1: job looks good. Thank you, sir.
0: 2018, the year in rebuke. Hi, I'm the Donald. And I lost a White House staffer or lawyer a week on the amazing Mar-a-Lago diet. Imagine, eat all you want of as much as you want, whenever you want. No schedules, no substitutes, no plan. And at the end of the week, each week, poof, they're gone, like magic. But unneeded aids are the only things that disappear. You don't lose a pound, guaranteed. Each week, the amazing mar lago diet sends you the complete meals you ordered. Mouth-watering steaks, luscious burgers, french fries, you bet. And desserts? <laughs> How about shakes? And not those pussy shakes. The real thing, rich and creamy, just like we enjoy poolside every weekend. I ate everything I wanted, and I didn't lose a pound. By day four, my obnoxious pool boy was gone, and I didn't lose a pound. Forget those fans. Forget counting calories or uh, counting anything. I know the Mar-a-Lago diet works because I thought of it. You just eat and yell your way to the you you always wanted to be, but couldn't because I was being it. This special offer expires whenever the lawyers tell us it has to. So don't wait. Start your future of big, satisfying meals with no annoying plans or planners right now. Forget the lawyers. Act today and get with the Mar-a-Lago diet. And if you call or go online within the next two minutes, you'll lose even fewer pounds. The Mar-a-Lago diet. The minute you start, You'll hope you never finish. Lose this damn. Keep the pounds. Come now. Don't know how. This became a big thing now. Stormy Daniels. Cuter than a bag full of Spaniels She's cheap at twice the price Like the Ritz To be buried in her very classy tits Stormy Daniels Didn't need any guides or manuals Quick trip to paradise Paid her for my own account Just for max clarity Something I never did For any school or charity. Despite what you may hear, there's no similarity. I'm in need of no advice. She's not a slut. I just help to keep a pie hole shut. Stormy Daniels. Such a thrill doesn't doesn't come in granules. She's naughty and oh so nice. Enemies pretend that it's some kind of sex scandal acting as if I'm a sort of sleazy sex vandal just because I have a guy who knows how to handle lips that could sink my ship it's too much already babbled to in touch Stormy Daniels Could have messed up all my careful planules. Tried so hard to put her on ice. No dice. Now she's sued. Last time she'll see me in the nude. Stormy Daniels. Once... One of the all time great companions. Now, just a way expensive
1: slice.
0: Of course, in 2018, the uh, loser in the 2016 election, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Was also on the scene publicly. She'd written a book called Fred? What happened? Well, what happened, actually. And uh, she'd done a book tour behind that. And then she came home. <laughs> Clinton something, The Wilderness Years. <coughs>
1: this damn corkscrew. You pay top money for this stupid thing. Hey, hon. Little early for the
0: Pinot, no? now that I'm not in government, I don't have to take Ambien for my jet lag anymore. I know
1: the feeling, but hey, hey, let me get that. You're supposed to be resting that wrist. Oh, don't start in about that. I'm not starting in. I'm continuing the conversation we had at breakfast. Mm. You know, it doesn't prove anything to anybody in, let's say, any particular White House if your wrist doesn't heal properly because you were too eager to... (sighs) Damn, this is a stupid f- effing corkscrew, all right, well, you got to go to Somalia School to make it work. <laughs> there you go. I guess my degree's in the mail.
0: for your edification i 'm not trying to prove anything to anybody well, i 'm just eager to regain my previous flexibility, and one thing you can nag me about is, t- please remind me to wear sensible shoes when i 'm visiting a country where the state of the paving art is cobblestones. <laughs> Cheers.
1: I'm toasting you with Diet Coke.
0: You know, that stuff's going to kill you quicker than wine will.
1: But I'll die with a smaller belly. So look, hon, Mm -hmm. I've kind of been tiptoeing around this subject since you got back, but frankly, my toes are getting tired, so...
0: So why can't I stop talking about 2016, even when I'm trying to sell a book about 2016? It's a good question. For Tucker Carlson to ask, you... Not so much...
1: Well, you're not having the conversations I've been having. Up to now, I've always been grateful for that. <gasps> I'm hearing, man, this is so not helpful. It's time to move forward. We can't keep relitigating the past. Oh,
0: you and I both know very well that Democrats running for office in red states pretty much have to say that.
1: I'm hearing it from Chelsea. <laughs> oh, you got Pinot Noir on your house coat. me, uh...
0: Well, I'll get this. It's probably Chelsea telling me to shut up.
1: I'll go look for some paper towels. They got to be somewhere.
0: Hello. Hi, Madam Secretary. It's a Bo here, <laughs> Mr. President. I'm I'm surprised to hear from you. Well, well I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I, no, I, I I just meant. Uh, aren't you busy with your bracket, <laughs> Madam Secretary? I, I I never thought I'd I'd hear myself say this, but uh, there are some things that are more important than uh, some old college basketball tournament. Okay, who is this really? <laughs> Seriously, do you have a minute? Apparently, to hear my family tell it, I've got all the time in the world. Okay, great. Now look, I know you've been under enormous pressure since the the thing. Mm-hmm. Pressure to stay dignified, pressure not to feed Trump's obsession with you, pressure to... Pressure to go away and shut up. Well, I wasn't going to go exactly there, but, uh, okay, point well taken. And you're calling to say, stick around and keep talking? Not exactly. I didn't think so.
1: Hon, well, should paper towels be in the kitchen? I, I don't know, Bill. I've been
0: in India covering myself with obloquy. Hmm, nice usage. I used to pepper my law school papers with it. So look, India... Yes, Mr. President. Well, that was actually a very cogent analysis. Well, thank you. If you're a marketing executive for deciding, it's speaking beneath your pay grade, though. If you really want to talk that way about yourself, hire somebody else to write an op-ed. But if it starts a crap storm, you can deny it anything to do with it. But that's not why I'm calling. No, I, I, I wouldn't give up the tournament for that. And I hate basketball. <laughs> that's the one thing I could never understand about you. Mm. That and... Anyway, I'm calling to say you can still have a voice... And still have a profile, and in a situation where you're in total control. Mr. President, I do that every night while I'm asleep. It pains me to wake up. <laughs> Look, you probably read. I'm doing a deal with Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm in the content business, and you're great content. You know, do some documentaries. Do a reality show with the other ex-first ladies. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Michelle wouldn't be involved with that, but... Mr. President...
1: The paper towels were in the hall closet. Jeez, oh.
0: Look, just think about it. I'm um, having a meeting with the Netflix guys a couple, couple of days from now. I'd like to throw your name into the discussion. You know, no commitments. Sir, you go right ahead and throw my name. Let me know if anybody catches it. It's baseball, right? I guess. Talk to you soon.
1: Everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Any news? Yeah.
0: Now all I have to do is... Go patch up the relationship with Laura Bush. Middle-aged angst and mature anger. Together, they add up to Clinton something. The Wilderness Years. And then there was the story of the nuclear plant closed down. Nuclear power plant in Southern California, San Onofre, down nearer San Diego than Los Angeles. The uh, waste products of that plant were being stored in um, casks near the beach, where, you know, the Pacific Ocean would be. And they're leaking. Waste beach.
1: Tell a friend, tell
0: a friend Just cruise down along the coast Don't let barbed wire get in your way Hey, hey, I know a real special place Where nothing but the isotopes decay Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this first week of the year in rebuke. There'll be more next week, same time on this radio station, and uh, whenever you want it on this audio device of choice. And be just like. Next year, starting early, if you'd agree to join with me then. Would you already? Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Tip of the Le Show to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Hawaii desks. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and Thomas Walsh at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's broadcast. The email address for this program, playlist of the music, and your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts, all at harryshearer.com. And I'm on Twitter at The Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy radio network. So long from inside your audio device of choice.